Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to Edge God In to your mind, your will, and your emotions. You can find out more information about our mission at Edge God In, which is to champion your human potential in Christ. Uh, all of our podcasts are housed at edgegodin.com. You can also download a one sheet to capture your learnings for each podcast. We have groups that actually take the podcasts and have created some small groups and are using the one sheet to capture the learnings and having group discussions. Edge God In is the voice of the Emotional Intelligence in Christ project. And the mission at Emotional Intelligence in Christ is to create those learning systems that lead to an encounter with God's love through Jesus so that the Holy Spirit can give us the grace to discern and manage our emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God by loving others well as Jesus did. You could visit us at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. Great way to start the year as well. If you're feeling hijacked by your emotions, if you're tired of the world being the boss of you and you giving power to people's behavior to define your sense of confidence, inner peace, Emotional Intelligence in Christ is for you, my friends. We have lots of different learning opportunities at EmotionalIntelligenceInChrist.com, including a six-week study journey, as well as our original book, which is interactive, and you capture your learnings at the end of each chapter in the area of Emotional Intelligence in Christ. It also includes, as does the six-week study guide, our EIC method, the Emotional Intelligence in Christ method, to help you to be able to take back the power you give, you give, I give to our emotions based on what other people do, what they don't do, what they say, what they don't say. We all give way too much free rents, my friends, between our two ears to the behavior of other people, which is why we're continuing our conversation from last week's podcast. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, it's entitled How to Shake Off the Snakes in the New Year. So even if you're listening to this podcast and it's mid-year, there's great information because if you're feeling bitten by the snake of worry, self-doubt, fear, uh, low self-esteem, frustration, fear of loss of power, fear of loss of social acceptance, fear of loss of process in your life or wanting to get it right, fear of criticism, all those kind of things that hold us back from the fullness of life that Jesus died to give us, then... The EIC method is a wonderful method to anchor in your life. In the six-week study, you get the opportunity to do that continually, and our goal is that you anchor it after six weeks, so it becomes second nature. So when you do get spun by something outside of you, you have a, a uh, frontline defense with the power of the Holy Spirit to help you to discern and manage your emotions quickly and recover and course correct. So explore emotional intelligence in Christ's six-week study guide, the book, or the course, for that matter. And we also have the the two assessments that are available for you, Biblical Disc and EIQ assessment at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. So we continue our conversation today based on what we talked about in our last podcast. How do we shake off those snakes? Well, we're going to talk very specifically about one particular snake that hijacks us all too often from the inner confidence, strength, peace, impulse control, and the fullness of joy from the gospel message that dwells within us, that is 
the title of today's podcast, which captures it, How to Be Free from the Drug of Approval. It is the drug of approval we're talking about today. How to be free from the drug of approval. I've been working in the field of human behavior for almost 30 years now, and the drug of approval is something that has hijacked people's peace like wildfire. And once we think we pass that test, oh, I, I'm fine with the opinions of other people. Then we'll have a nurse school class that will remind us, ah, wow, I need to begin again, begin again, and remember whose I am, and that I'm not here for my glory, but for God's glory, and that what other people say and do is really none of my business. My business is to do the work of God in this world. And when we give power to the opinions and behavior of other people outside of us, that's when the serpents will latch a hold of us, as was the case in Acts 28 that we read from last podcast when Paul was on the island of Malta and a serpent jumped out of the fire and fastened itself to his hand. Wow, as soon as we give power to people, circumstances, situations outside of us to define our worth, value, and capability, we become hijacked. We will rise and fall depending upon how the world judges us at that time. And discouragement will settle in. We're going to continue to bring into our podcasts so that we can remember what we learned in the podcast with Father Vincent, who is an exorcist, and he shared with us four ordinary activities of the devil that are real game changers when you become aware of them. The first one is deceive. He, he is out to deceive us, and it's happening everywhere in order to divide us, second one, in order to divert our attention, third one, from God, and ultimately to lead us into discouragement. That's his goal every day. So, so you think of your last week, where did you fall in the area of discouragement? How many moments did you muck around in discouragement? Discouragement is really a sign of the end result that we have believed something that is not true. That's deception. It's divided us probably from people in our lives, as well as from ourselves many times because of the inner critic. And it causes us to be diverted from our focus on Christ, to fix our eyes on Jesus. He is the author and perfecter of our faith, which ultimately leads to discouragement. So one of those deceptive things that Satan continually dangles in front of us to divert our attention from God is the drug of approval. And that's going to be our conversation today. So as with every podcast, pause for a moment, invite the Holy Spirit to give you insight as to what is for you. There is no accident, my friend, that you are gathered together with us today. God has something for you. He is after you. He loves and adores you, loves you right where you're at today. He also loves you enough not to leave you there. So in today's podcast, there is something for you. Be attentive. Be willing to be bumped, to be moved closer to God. And be aware of what that might be. Holy Spirit, we know that without your guidance, nothing will flourish within our lives. We will rise and fall depending upon what's going on in the world around us versus being anchored in your love and your grace and your confidence and strength. 
The world and its desires pass away, Lord, but those who do your will will live forever. Give us the grace of victory over all those shiny objects and the power we give to people to define our sense of value. We want to begin our year shaking off that serpent of the drug of approval. As long as our heart is set right with you, we could pick up the world like a child's toy. Help us to remember that you have already overcome all that we feel has overcome us and give us victory over our emotions. More this year than last year. May the words of my mouth, meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. You are our rock and our redeemer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Title for today, How to Be Free from the Drug of Approval. So what is the drug of approval? I, I pull for, from a little wisdom from the um, the Jesuit, the, Anthony de Mello, who was an Indian Jesuit priest. He's no longer walking on the earth, yet he had some good reminders here. Um, and so it's a little wisdom in the area of the drug of approval. Whenever you cling to anything in this life, whether it is a certain response from the world, a relationship, a material item, or desired outcome, happiness dies and anxiety increases. Since you were little, you began to learn very, very quickly what to do and say to get a desired outcome or response. And your addiction to the drug of approval began actually when we were little. It's similar to a spoiled child. The more you give it, the more it wants. This addiction to approval is fed by your desire to be acknowledged, approved of, popular, value, validated, or praised. It is as if you're saying, please tell me that I'm good enough, that I'm appreciated, smart enough, and worthy to be loved and accepted. It's the serpent that Satan uses. This is a drug he uses that will sap us, continues to sap us of any remembrance that you already have everything you truly need within your soul and your relationship with God. It is trickery that Satan uses to divert one of the ordinary activities of the devil, our attention from God and our identity in Christ. That's the first phase of emotional intelligence in Christ. By the way, first phase is your identity in Christ and really anchoring that. Do you know what that looks like, feels like, sounds like to have your identity grounded in Christ? So much so that no matter what antics are going on around you, you're able to maintain that inner confidence that, no, God's for me. Who can be against me? No, I'm not biting on that. God has a plan to prosper me, not to harm me. I'm not going to believe that. God has the ability to make all things work together for good. So even though this happened, even though in my case, I was diagnosed with advanced cancer one week prior to my final divorce court date, that was that conversation of constantly talking back, just as Jesus did in Luke chapter 4 when he confronted the devil, talking back. I'm not going to believe that. Not today, Satan. Not today. The drug of approval will continually sap us of remembering our worth and value in Christ and that we do have everything we need. The second phase of emotional intelligence in Christ is self-control intentionally. It is the second phase because as we anchor our identity in Christ, that gives us impulse control over giving power away, taking things personally, taking offense. It's a job for Jesus. We can't do that on our own. There's so many times <laughs> I've cried out to God, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. And God's response again and again, 
is always the same. I know you can't, but I can. So surrender that part of you that is resisting the power of the spirit within you. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, my friends, but the spiritual forces of evil waging war against our soul. The drug of approval is, is a drug, like I said, that, that continually has sapped and diverted our attention from where our attention was originally meant to be, on our creator, always on our creator. What do you say, God, in this situation? How do you want me to respond to this? Give me the grace to do a good job in the midst of this, this experience of what I think is rejection. Help me to remember it's not rejection, it's direction. You're guiding me. Help me to maintain inner peace and forgiveness within my heart because of who you are within me. And God will always show up when we humbly come to him and admit the fact that, no, we can't do this. The world screams, my friends, and God whispers. The drug of approval is one of the biggest voices out there. Status, opinion, popularity, possessions. Nothing new. It's rinse and repeat for the devil. He's been, he's been using this since the beginning of time. What's interesting, as I mentioned in the, in the previous podcast, is, is Satan never, never questions God's existence or power. He never causes Eve and Adam to question God's existence and power. He, he, he causes them to question his faithfulness and trustworthiness. And that's when we get hijacked by the drug of approval, because we're giving more authority to people, what they say, what they don't say, what they do, what they don't do. We try to control other people. <laughs> that's another huge source of anxiety. It's the power we give to other people. I need this to work out. I have to have this in order to know that I'm successful, that I'm okay, that I've made it, that I'll be safe. If we truly, truly remember that God does have our back, he does have our best interests, always God is faithful, always, no matter how dark the night gets, my friends. And I'm grateful that I went through the, my own dark night of the soul when I've lost, when I went through two years of chemo and six weeks of daily radiation and 14 surgeries due to third degree burns on my chest. They had to graft my back onto my front when I went through the divorce and experimental chemo combination, setbacks, more cancer found, more surgeries, MRSA staph infection, flatlined two times. Even in the midst of all of that, God has been faithful always. And he's never, ever left me empty-handed which is why I'm grateful I went through that suffering. So I can be on this podcast today to be able to, to remind you that, yes, in fact, <laughs> God is faithful and he will carry you through whatever it is that you're going through today. And he does have good plans for you. I can assure you of that. Satan's one thing that he wants to try to do is discourage you and make you think that God doesn't have a plan for you, that you need to control this, that, or the other thing uh, in order to feel safe. And that's what robs our peace. We don't truly ever jump out of the plane and trust the parachute to catch us, the parachute of God's presence and faithfulness. So we're hypervigilant, stressing ourselves out by our own efforts, by the flesh, working, working at it and trying really, really hard. Have you ever tried really, really hard not to gossip or tried really, really hard not to complain? You might be able to, to roll that out for maybe a week, maybe two weeks, but then there's some good morsel that comes along and you'll find a way to justify sharing someone else's story that's not yours to share. 
I've done this myself. Or that she'll find uh, your your um, complaining may you may do a complaining fast or a negativity fast for on your own efforts. You might be able to ride that pretty well. You've got some good self control, but then all of a sudden something's going to happen that's going to be bigger than it. So again, that's by the flesh. We can do nothing on our own, including not giving power to other people around us to define our worth and value. That happens all the time. It's a job for Jesus. So coming back. How do we how how do we become free? We follow Jesus' lead on this, and we also memorize the scriptures. I'm going to share five scriptures with you. Memorize these. Take one a week for the next five weeks, and use it to talk back when you start to feel that anxiety rising up. Next time you feel that uh, anxiety within you, take a moment and and explore if it is linked to the drug of approval. You're wanting some form of approval by something outside of you to know that you're okay or that you're in control. <laughs> that reminds me of something I learned in college. That you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Our ability, our desire to be in control. It's the biggest source of discouragement that Satan uses to divert our attention from God. Do not touch, my friends. Do not taste. So let's follow Jesus' lead to be free from the drug of approval and resurrect our inner worth and value, which always remains intact. Satan uses smoke and, and mirrors to, to cause us to think uh, or to believe the lie as, as Eve did. No, God's not trustworthy. He didn't really say that. What he really meant was this. He's withholding from you. There's something better you can have. So you gotta you got to use your own earthly, fleshly efforts to get it. So we coerce. We lie, we compromise, we stretch the truth, we'll gossip, we'll defame, we'll take offense, we'll be jealous, envious, all those <laughs> below the line, lights off behaviors, all fueled by the drug of approval. So let's take a look at some of these scriptures, and I'm going to invite you to be very intentional about this. If you go to edgegodin.com, this podcast, How to Be Free from the Drug of Approval, will be listed there. You can always search use the, the search tool to find it if it's been a couple of weeks past this that you're listening to it. And the scriptures will be listed with this podcast. So the, the first scripture I'd like to, to bring to our minds is from John chapter 12. And Jesus, it, it's, it's a reference to the unbelief of the people. You know, he's already done some miracles here and uh, incredible signs. So the people were torn and Jesus quotes Isaiah, Lord, Lord, who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And so that they could, could not believe, because Isaiah also said, he's blinded their eyes, hardened their hearts, so that they might not look with their eyes and understand with their hearts, and turn and I will heal them. God has always been after, just as he was Adam and Eve. He went after them in the garden, looking for them even though he knew where they were. He's constantly after you. He's the hound from heaven. And so Isaiah said this because he saw the glory of the Lord. But nevertheless, many, even the authorities at that time, at this point, John chapter 12, they believed in Jesus. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess it for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved human glory, human praise, more than the praise and glory that comes from God. 
So let's pause for a minute here and look at this in light of the drug of approval. What is it for you that causes you to water down your witness? Everyone, Satan knows the muse. He uses it differently depending upon the person. He knows how to block you, divert your attention from God so that you'll water down your witness. Take that before the Lord. Lord, show me what I'm giving power to that's watering down my witness for you. Because I don't, I don't want to be like these, this, this group that's referenced in, in the scriptures that, that I believe, but I'm not going to confess that I believe because I'm afraid that this will happen. I'm afraid that that will happen because I, I really, to be honest, love human praise and acceptance more than your acceptance. Wow. We could just end this podcast right now, drop the mic and just camp on that. What is it that is causing you to be hijacked, diverted from God's love for you and his mission through you that you're compromising, you're watering down because you're loving the approval of man more than God. So that is one way to be free is one acknowledgement. First step of any recovery program is acknowledgement. My name is Lauren and you know what? Wow. Holy Spirit, thank you for showing me. I'm totally watering down my witness in this field because of, of the fear of what will people think? What will man think? Something might be taken away from me. I'm scared, Lord, so help me. Jesus is very compassionate about it. He'll, he'll give you the words to say, what to say, how to say it. When you make yourself available to be used... And many times, as Mother Teresa said, it won't even be words that you speak. It'll be your behavior. That per perhaps over lunch, there's a lot of gossip going on. And the Lord moves you and prompts you to say, hey, I don't know if this is true about this person. Why don't you go ask them? Bring it to them rather than talk about it. Or is this, is this, is this a story for you to share or is this a story for them to share? Whatever God places upon your heart to speak the truth in love, just be aware and available. Make yourself available. That's one big way to override and be free from the drug of approval. Be aware of when it hits you. Feel the tension inside and course correct. That's part of the EIC method. Invite the Holy Spirit, Lord, I'm afraid to speak up because I'm afraid they won't pick me if I um, use this verse. I, I read on uh, this, this one article that I was reading about a leadership institute and this one gal at college, um, she was going to be on their Supreme Court in college. And she actually began her dissertation or talk with a scripture, and she was um, uh, taken off the the court because of that, because they said that she was biased. So she got some support around her and went back at it, and then she was nominated. But again, it's are we seeking the approval of the world or or of God? Because it's getting really dark out there, and 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 as Jesus says, many many in the end times, their their love will grow cold. They'll become bitter, unable to see with their eyes, hear with their ears, even turn and ask me to help them. Help me to be brave in this situation, God. So John 12, 43, where they loved the praise of man over the praise of God. Do you? Ask the Holy Spirit to sift you there because he's working on me every day with that one. Second scripture to think about is Galatians 1.10, and this is one to, re to memorize if you haven't already. Am I trying to seek approval of God or the approval of men? 
or people. If I'm still pleasing people, I would not be a servant of Christ. If I'm still pleasing people, meaning I care more about what people think of me than what God thinks of me. So I'm hijacked by the drug of approval. And that serpent of a drug of approval will sap you of any remembrance that you already have, that sense of confidence, uh, value, worth. It's all intact, all intact inside with your soul as it's connected to God, along with inner peace and joy. It makes a mockery out of you with the antics. The drug of approval will always make a mockery out of you with the antics you play in life, all for a momentary high of being approved of, acknowledged, or included. Being a visionary and motivated human being is, is of considerable value. There's nothing wrong with that. It's when we look to those around us to tell us that we can or cannot do something or should or should not do something in life or believe this or that because someone told us that we become vulnerable to the experience of forgetting who we are in God. We allow the world to define us rather than focusing on who God says we are and the inner strengths and abilities he's given us for his glory. That's the other thing to remember. Ah, that's right. <laughs> I totally thought I was here for me, that I'm my own ambassador making my appeal for me to the world. No, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God's power through you to accomplish his mighty works, which, by the way, he's prepared in advance. So he's got plans for you. Don't believe the lie that there's not a plan for your life. If you feel like you're kind of floating, you keep, keep connected with Christ, keep connected with Jesus. No, I know you have a plan for me, Lord. So I'm going to continue to do good and to trust you right where I'm at until you reveal my next step. And you show me what you want me to do. I'll throw it out there. You've got to, you've got to cast the net. They didn't catch the fish just sitting in the boat. You got to cast the net out there. And then God fills it. You got to take that first step. Then you realize that you're able to walk on top of water and that God has a plan for you to prosper and not to harm you. So we're following Jesus' lead on this. So memorizing Galatians 1.10 will remind your mind of what your soul always knows. Oh, that's right. I am not a servant of people. I'm a servant of Christ. So help me to remember that today. Help me not to seek the approval of man, dear God. Help me to seek your approval today, more today than yesterday. Galatians 1.10. The next verse is Mark 12.14. This is one that I read, and there was a version that I read that basically summing it up is Jesus was not confined by status or the opinions of other people. And I always like to add, are you? Our Lord and Savior was not confined by status or the opinions of other people. Yet, again, I put this before you and myself, the next time you get anxious or frustrated, pause and ask yourself, where, where have I been hijacked? Where have I been hijacked into status, wanting status and the opinions of other people in order to know my worth and value here? It's directly connected to your stress level and anxiety. The drug of approval causes a lot of stress because you rise and fall depending upon how the world judges you at that time. 
that line comes from my boyfriend who who really was a witness to Christ in my life at 17. He was killed in a car accident my senior year in high school. However, the seed was already planted. And I continued on with the Lord. But his statement was, if I were to put my trust in man or look outside of me, I would rise and fall depending upon how the world judged me at that time. I don't want to live like that. So Jesus in Mark 12, 14, he was not confined by status or the opinions of other people. It says, teacher, we know that you are an honest man, a good man. You're not afraid of what people think about you and do not play favorites. You teach the way of God truthfully. So here's an invitation for us today in the new year. Sit at the foot of the cross and invite the Holy Spirit to activate within you. Give you the wisdom to remember everything that Jesus has taught you and to put it into action so that you will truly be, I will truly be an ambassador and God's making his appeal through us to teach the way of God truthfully. Jesus, that we're following Jesus' lead. That's our victory. As we follow Jesus' lead, well, how did Jesus overcome the drug of approval? Well, he didn't give it power. His conviction on the mission, obviously his son, God's son sent for the salvation of souls, overrode any momentary impulsive, hungry desire for the drug of approval. Tell me that I'm enough. Tell me that I'm okay. If I just get this promotion, I'll know I've made it. I know I'll be successful. Just say this, and then I'll know I'm beautiful. Then I'll know that I'm accepted and loved. Jesus died to free us from that, my friends. So follow his lead. Ask for it. Mark 12, 14. You're not afraid of what people think, Lord. Help me not to be afraid of what people think about me. And you didn't play favorites. So grant me the grace not to play the fame game. All I want to do is teach the way of God truthfully. Grant me the grace to do that more today than yesterday. The next verse is from Zechariah 4.6. This was one that I had posted when I was going through cancer um, and the divorce. I put it on a big poster board. It said, um, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. Paul talks about this as well in Galatians. Are you still trying to move in the flesh? Are you still trying to achieve the goal by the flesh when you've been saved by the Spirit? Yeah, we do that every day. Every time we feel anxiety or frustration, we are moving in our flesh. <laughs> that's, that's an emotional hijack, my friends. Negative emotions are the body's response to whatever you're thinking. So what you're giving free rent to between your two ears. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Zechariah 4 or 6. It's his spirit that will give us victory. That's how we become free from the drug of approval. Lord, I know I care way too much about what people think of me. I spend way too much thinking about what people said about me, people's feedback, whether I'm included whether I'm promoted, why people say what they do. I care way too much about that, Lord. I can't do this on my own, but you can. 
So change me within. I give the Holy Spirit permission to change my thinking, my stinking thinking that is way too concerned about status and the opinions of other people and moving. And I use my flesh to gain control when the only thing I really have control over is my choice to choose you for victory. So grant me that grace today. So Zechariah 4, 6. So we have the five verses here. The first one is from John 12, 43. For they loved human praise more than the praise that comes from God. The second one is Galatians 1.10. Am I trying to seek the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I'm still trying to please people, I can't be a servant of Christ. Mark 12.14. Jesus was not confined by status or the opinions of other people. He was focused on teaching the way of God truthfully. And then Zechariah 4, 6, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And finally, I knew there was one more. That is Colossians 3.23, which I have posted right next to my, my console here. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. So why do you do what you do? What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? that causes you to check off your to-do list? Are you working for you, people? Or are you working for the Lord? Perhaps that's your one verse that you'll take, Colossians 3.23. Lord, I do not want to work for myself. I don't want to work for people. I want to work for you today. I know I can't do that by myself because I'm too self-focused in my flesh. And I also know that with you, all things are possible. So grant me the grace, dear God, to think less of myself today than yesterday and to think more of you and what you want me to do. How do you want me to speak to this person? What intonation do you want me to use? How do you want to remind my face that you adore me and let that shine to the world around me? What is that going to look like for me moving forward? So the learning objective for today's podcast was follow Jesus' lead to be free from the drug of approval and resurrect your inner worth and value. Your inner worth and value is intact constantly with God. God adores you. If you wander away, he's going after you. Perhaps you're, you just tuned into this podcast and you wandered away, but yet someone gave you this podcast link and you're listening in today. God adores you right where you're at. And he does love you, not so much so that he doesn't want to leave you where you're at. He wants to take you beyond what I can see, ear can hear, heart or mind can understand. He's got incredible plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. He has plans. You are his handiwork, part of a royal priesthood. If you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, perhaps you're tuning in and you're like, wow, well, this is kind of cool talking about the drug of approval, but who the heck is Jesus? Jesus was sent to the world by God. God loved humanity so much, but we had fallen. We had followed the flesh. Sin came through one, one man's disobedience, Adam and Eve. Salvation came through one man's obedience, Jesus Christ. And so he split the curtain, opened the way for you 
to reconnect to your creator. He is the way, the truth, and the life. When we try to do things our own way, God will let us go. But it'll get very uncomfortable. We'll experience a lot of rising and falling. We might be able to coast along by our own efforts for some time. And, my friends, there will come a time when we come to the end of ourselves. That happened when I faced my own death at 38, was given five years to live with three young children. God uses suffering to draw us closer. He never wastes suffering. So if you're suffering at all today, be attentive. And use it to pray for the other people that are suffering. Don't waste your suffering. That's another podcast series that Edge got in. Don't waste your suffering. There's three parts to that podcast if you're going through a hard time. Jesus loves you. If you haven't accepted him as your Lord and Savior, and you're moved to do so, you simply ask. This is a prayer I prayed when I was 17. Jesus, I want to know you. I am lost. I have been rising and falling depending upon how the world has judged me. And I'm tired. I can't do this on my own. Grant me the grace, dear God, to believe in you, to open my heart completely to receive you as my Lord and my Savior so that you can be exalted over all of the anxiety, all of the fear in my life. You can remind me of whose I am, that God has a purpose for me in my life and loves and adores me. And I am sorry, Lord, for every behavior, every thought, every action that separated me from you. All of it that we call sin. Forgive me. I want to begin again with you. Be my Lord and Savior. Come, Holy Spirit, change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the ordinary activities of the devil is division. So if you're tuning in today and you feel that you're alone, connect with a church, a spirit-filled church. Jesus said, we're two or more gathered, there am I also. You're not meant to do this alone, my friends. So reach out for that support group, that connection. Find a church. Church, people are the church. Find a church, people that can encourage you. Um, continue to listen to Edge God in another podcast that witness to the love of God and his love for you as you're moving forward into the new year so that you can have victory and be free from the drug of approval. It is for freedom, by the way, that Jesus has set you free, set me free. May we stand firm and not allow ourselves to be burdened by the yoke of slavery to the drug of approval. Well, I will have another conversation around the drug of approval, perhaps next time, depending on how the Spirit guides. But another serpent is attachments. Some of the statements that I pulled from today are in a book that God placed upon my heart to, to write some time ago. There was a new edition recently launched called 99 Things You Want to Know Before Stressing Out. 99 Things You Want to Know Before Stressing Out. And there are tips like this to shift us back to our greatest source of strength, which is God within us, to overcome. Give them heaven out there, my friends. And again, the, the scriptures for today's podcast, how to be free from the drug of approval, the scriptures lead to freedom. 
the freedom, truth, the truth of the knowledge of, of God and scriptures will set you free. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. That's our victory to help, to help us have victory over the flesh in this area of the drug of approval. And believe me, this is a job for Jesus. <laughs> if I sat down with each one of you, you probably could tell me a case study in the last two weeks where you got hijacked by the drug of approval. May it be less than the new year, my friends. Pray for me and I will pray for you in this area. Outshine the darkness. And I look forward to our next podcast together. Visit us at edgegodin.com as well as emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. God bless you.